Hello, and welcome everybody to the Beacon of Light podcast. We are really excited this evening to have Miss Christina Avalone or Avalone. Am Avalone, I close? Like provolone. Provolone. There we go. So, welcome. We are so excited to have you here. And when you guys show up tonight live, please put down your questions, your comments. This is going to be very interactive this evening. And so, we're really excited for you to be here. But before we start talking with her, let's jump into this. I'm April Tribe Juke. Welcome to the Beacon of Light podcast. I believe we are all made with light, and light is hope. This podcast brings authors who write stories of hope to all of you. Your journey to be inspired and amplified by these stories starts now. And we are back. So I see a lot of people popping up here live. That is fantastic. Please share with us where you are from. And again, welcome, Miss Christina. We are excited that you are here because this topic is massive. I shared this within a parent group that I'm at, and the comments were just, I mean, staggering mouth open on that one because of what they've already experienced, what they're trying to block, all of these kinds of things. So before we spill the beans already, tell us about the name of your book. Uh, so it's Thriving in a Digital World because I want everyone to know it's a message of hope. It's not condemnation. We all may have done things wrong. We wished we had started with boundaries and tools, but we didn't know what we didn't know. So when I was thinking of the name, I've taught a class parenting in a digital world for years. I really liked the, the digital world, but I wanted it to be, we need to thrive. And then I want people to understand they have to take the reins back. So it's a workable plan. I'm not one that will give big elaborate stories. I want to get to the point. I want to help people thrive. And I want it to be a workable plan to take back the reins so that you can enjoy life and not just be focused downward, but upward. Wonderful. Great opening there. And so thank you, Christina, for sharing all this wonderful knowledge that you're going to be um, giving us this evening. And as you can see, running on the, the ticker underneath us, the, the name of the book is there along with her website. If you need any further questions after this evening, please contact her. I will have the same information up on the YouTube channel as well as her book links. And so please go there, get this. This is a valuable resource. So parents, don't be shy. Come on in and let's have this conversation. So Christina, what made you start writing this book in the first place? So I've, like I said, I've been teaching the class since 2018. And the reason we started the class is because I noticed the landscape change. I noticed that when I walk, uh, I, I walk North Park, which is by me, a five mile loop, parents would talk to their child as they walked. And then, you know, look at the birds or the ducks in the water, or isn't that a beautiful rainbow? And I saw a difference over the years of a child getting a device and a parent now having a device. And it just broke my heart because I knew those parents were going to blink and their children would be gone because my children are now 22 and 24. And when my second daughter went to college, I thought, is anyone else noticing there's, there's something going on? So we started the class. And then in the first class, someone came in broken because her son would hit her 
when she would say, you got to get off your gaming and she left restored with tools in place, with boundaries set up and knowing the importance of teaching digital etiquette. We thought, let's, you know, let's have an event in our area and let's open it up to the community. We thought maybe 50 or 100 people would show up. When 550 people showed up, we realized, wow, this really is a problem. We need to help others. And my friend looked at me and she said, Christina, you need to write a book. And I thought you write a book. And then a pandemic happened. I am a substitute teacher. I'm a Bible study leader. I teach the class, Parenting in a Digital World. And it was all shut down. And I thought, okay, I guess I'm writing a book. So my book came out last spring. And I remember when it came out, April, because I was... um, just traveling and we were staying at an Airbnb and the owner of the Airbnb, her mom stayed there and she said, Christina, I need your book. And I thought, Oh, Tootsie, why do you need my book? She said, Christina, when my grandson comes to visit from Michigan, he sits inside gaming. He could be kayaking, he could be boating, he could be surfing, he could be biking, he could be walking, he could be doing anything. And he's inside gaming. And she didn't know as the grandmother that it was okay to say, put down the device, go outside. So my book is meant for parents, for grandparents. It's meant for youth group leaders. It's meant for teachers. It's meant for cousins, aunts, uncles. Anybody that has a device now needs it because we all need to take back the reins. Right. And in taking back the reins, the idea of setting up a boundary is really interesting where we've lost that control because the threat happens. The the argument starts. The, you know, you name it off what's happening within your life and then becomes you are so worn down with stress and life. It's just easier to say, okay, how about for 10 minutes and 10 minutes stretches into 20 into an hour. And then three hours later, when you're finished with everything, you realize where have the kids been on the device, gaming, whatever it is. And it gets away so, so fast. We're all guilty of, of different levels of this. And so we're not here to do any shame and blame tonight. We're here to get some tools, figure out what can work, and know from experience, you are still in control. You still have the ability to do that. I know for ourselves, we have certain you know guards in place. The rules are in place. And now that it's summer, it's a two hour a day screen time for our family they can have an hour in the morning an hour at night that's it on what kind of screen maybe it's just the tv sometimes we'll pull out of the hat oh sorry today it's only the movie channel today no other choices oh i'm like oh we lost our two hours there's just a whole bunch of different things but you can lay down the boundaries you can do So many things, you know, your kids, and if you are looking at this, needing help, then ask your questions because that's what we're here for. So Christina, if, when you look at your book, um, what is one of the, the hardest things that parents, when they 
when they get to your class, maybe discover? I would say they didn't know they needed to take back the reins. I don't think any of us phones came out in 2007 and we're in 2022 now, but most don't realize till it's too late that they need to have boundaries. They need to have etiquette taught and we need to have tools set up. So your two hours, that's a beautiful thing, but now we have tools that can limit it. So my friend whose son would hit her, she finally set up the boundary that the Wi-Fi shuts down his phone. So she's now no longer the bad guy. And I think one of the things most of us don't teach is the why. Most of us don't show, they, I think our children hear wah, 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 wah. There goes mom again, just giving me another rule without showing the dangers, without having the conversation. We wouldn't give our children the keys to the car without teaching them how to drive. And I'll give you an example of that. So our daughter, when she started driving, we didn't know to tell her to slow down before she took a turn. And here she is on 910, making a left into our development, going about 35 miles an hour. She literally almost tipped the car because we didn't set boundaries. We didn't teach her how she needed to take that turn. So I actually have a list that when I present and when I, um, when I talk to people, it's called take back the reins, what you can do to make a difference. If someone's addicted to their phone, put it on black and white color. It's less appealing. If you have certain apps you still need to use, but you don't want to use them as frequent as you do, put them on your computer rather than on your device or don't have them on your home screen. So you don't see them as frequently. Turn off your notifications. I think in 2022, we now know it is a problem. If there is addiction. It's a dopamine rush. We have to be intentional to make sure we talk to our children. We need to make sure they understand and we have to bring them into the conversation, not just lecture, but we have to show them the statistics. We have to tell them what's happening. What are the doctors finding? They're already seeing early onset dementia in teenagers because the gray and the white matter in the brain is changing. Think about it. We don't have to memorize a phone number anymore. But there's things we can do to make a change. One of them is if you can't think of something, wait 24 hours to Google it. That's hard. We all want the answer right away, right? But if we wait that 24 hours, we're still using our brains. When we're not using our brains, the brains are thinning. And that's where we're already seeing the early onset dementia. That is just crazy. I, I can't I can't even wrap my my brain around that. But it really helps me to remember what my mom would say to me. Stop watching TV. It's going to rot your brain. Right. So uh, more screen time. We'll do that. Interesting. We have a Facebook user up here who said, um, this is an interesting, interesting discussion. I learned from another parenting coach that children and youth should not have computers in their bedroom. They can get yes. into real trouble behind those closed doors. Agree? I totally agree. So I, it's something that a lot of people don't like when I talk about this. I say not only computers, but phones. 
And people's first response to me is my alarm clock is my phone. And I tell them, go to Walmart, go to Target, go to Bed Bath & Beyond, get, a, get an alarm clock. Because we have to remember as parents, we want to emulate the behavior we want our children to have. And if we don't want them to have a phone in their bedroom, and you don't, trust me, you don't, you need to show the importance of this. And when I, I'm a part of a group and so many have come back to me and said, Christina, because of your book, I actually, it's a networking group because of your book, I took my phone back out of my bedroom and I'm noticing I'm waking up refreshed because what's happening is the blue light is affecting us. The dings is affecting our sleep. We're not getting the refreshment our brains need. In addition to that, behind closed doors, we're giving our children a supercomputer, but do you know why they're not allowed to get rent a car until they're age 25 because their brain is not fully developed. The prefrontal cortex is not complete. So why are we giving our children something and hoping they make the right decision when all their friends are doing other things? And please hear my heart. It's not condemnation. We had a lot of hiccups in our own family that's what gave me the push to talk to parents so they don't have to deal with what we deal what we dealt with my hope is to present material so you don't have those same struggles exactly exactly i think it's really a good thing to bring the why in show the statistics i know there's some uh, i've seen a few very scary kinds of um what we say undercover yes kinds of 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 things where just showing that somebody was made up to look very young like a 12 year old posted some things on a social media they were there to lure and capture in the the predators yes and within with just with posting within it was less than four like six or four minutes ding first touch and it was usually a creeper. Woo! And just watching that and showing, I know um, a few of my teenagers have been really impacted by that. And a few have said, Mom, it happens faster than that. So you're like, okay, that wasn't scary enough. Okay. But it's just really interesting to see what's happening. And like you said, we the awareness is here. And I think the Conversations are coming out more and more. So parents out there, if you have any questions to know, what is it that I can do? You know, maybe you feel like, oh, we're a lost hope. Christina said that tonight is filled with hope. So give some of our, our parents out there some hope. And we all need hope. What I would say is um, the Lord knew we'd be here, right? We we didn't know what we didn't know, but we do now. And that's what's getting revealed their studies so i'm a part there's so many different groups you can go on you can google what to do in the summer and there's offline activities intentionality to keep your kids off a device we now know from american academy of pediatrics how much time kids should be on a device we understand what it's affecting our eyes. We understand chiropractors are saying it's affecting the, the skeletal because we're leaning over. So we're aware of it. And this is the information we can present to our children. 
just like we would present, be careful when you're driving, you don't want to touch a stove. We can't just anymore give a phone and say, good luck. I hope it works for you. I would say that the advantage that I didn't have is there's books out there now, there's movies out there, there's tools in place. There's so many different resources. In my book, I have a list of them and I'm sure they're dated now. They're still good, but there's so many more. I'm staring at 21 apps parents need to know about, right? So we now know, is it ever changing? Yes, but that's why you do a youth parent contract and you ask them to show you why should they get a device? Why should they be on Snapchat? If they're on Snapchat, they have to be your friend. If they're on Twitter, they have to be your friend because we one day are going to present our, you know, in, in, as a believer, we're going to go before the father and say, I need to worry about how I raised my children, not how I raised X, Y, and Z or the other kids, I have to worry, did I safeguard my children that we now have safeguards? We now know to make sure. And I, I think there's so much hope. And that's why if you notice in my book, I have them running. If you notice the stuff is still there. Facebook is still there. Snapchat is still there, but they're outside thriving. They're outside enjoying life. I'm not a Luddite. I'm not against technology or the advancement of it, but I'm against the misuse and overuse. And I think over the years, there's so many resources to help us in this particular endeavor now. Right. And that's just it. I think there's a balance of it. And and with that balance, parents, you want to take that rein back. So um, we were just talking before we popped on here about one of the apps that you have to kind of be uh, looking out for. Very, very simple. You're thinking, oh, I'm going to be looking for that, that monster one, right? The, the scary one. No, no, no. Tell, tell the audience what you shared with me about, hmm, how to do with math. Yeah. What's this about? <laughs> and, and it's shocking. I, April, I'll tell you, because I share this so frequently, it's common to me. I, and so many people are not aware of this. So there's the app on your phone that looks like a calculator. And it is. You can do multiplication, four times four. However, there's an also, that's right. There's also the app that is identical, calculator. However, you have to put in a code and it's a vault that you can hide stuff behind. Now, I haven't figured out any good use of why you would want to hide something on your device. So I've heard it spoken of in two different ways. Kids are hiding apps. They're hiding pictures. But then I just recently read an article and said, is your husband or wife having an affair? Do they have the calculator app? Why would anybody want to hide something intentionally? I haven't figured out a good reason why someone would download that with a good purpose. Now, if you're throwing a surprise party, great. Put it on, delete it. But um, I don't believe that's why it was created. Agreed. Agreed with that. So shocking. Check out the phone. Take a look. If there's two calculators on there, hmm, might be time for a discussion. You also mentioned before we started is that sometimes parents come Parents come to your class with their hair on fire. What do you mean by that? 
So if I, in a perfect world, my class would be for preschoolers, parents of preschoolers, mothers of preschoolers, fathers of preschoolers, because I would love to help them set up the boundaries, have the tools in place and teach digital etiquette. However, and I'm not saying I don't want to help parents whose hair is on fire, but what I'm saying is one day I would like to get to that point. I'm hoping to write a curriculum so it can be in school so we can safeguard the children. I'm in the process of that now. But what I mean by that is I teach a class, Parenting in a Digital World, and just this last semester, uh, someone joined my class at week five. It's an eight-week class, week five someone joined. And I said to my husband, what do you think? Should I let them come? Yes, no. He said, you know what? Just let them go next semester. But I had a prick in my spirit that said, let them come. Okay. It's a little weird. We've been four weeks in week five, but okay. Their hair was on fire. They had five children. They realized that their oldest had gone down a path on her device. That would not be something you would want anybody to do. But it's something that, praise praise God, that they found this information before anything went bad, any harm. And there's predators that are looking for our children. It's awful. Sextortion, the intentionality, the FBI is now involved. So when the, the hair is on fire, if you've ever seen the movie The Social Dilemma, They have a box in it, a clear box with a key to put all the devices in. Who knew we'd have to be here that you have to have like a safety deposit box to protect your children. But isn't that what we as parents do? We tell our children, don't touch the stove. It will burn you. Don't cross the street before looking both ways. You could get hit. That's what we now need to teach. That's why parents come to my class because so many don't know of the calculator app. They don't know there's 21 apps to be concerned with. They don't know about the predators. They don't know about pornography and what's going on there. They don't know about the addiction and what's happening with the brain. And so, so many come because their children are hitting them. They come because they're sad, they're lonely, they're depressed. They, they, the comparison, what is going on? And I help them take back the reins and help parents gain the knowledge that they had, but teenagers can be tough. They have to be the parent. They have to take back the reins. They have to say no. They have to watch and look at the device. If you're paying for the device, even if you're not, if your child is living within your home, you have the right to look at their phone to safeguard your children. And it's something that I help parents put put the, the fire out, but sometimes you have to just go cold turkey. Sometimes you can monitor, but sometimes you when, when your house is on fire, you're going to put the fire out and then figure it out. Sometimes you're able to just monitor and do changes. I wouldn't say anybody here, don't say everything needs to be gone. No more devices. Don't look at the elephant in the room. Look at the small bite-sized changes you can make. Maybe before you weren't friends with your child on Snapchat, friend them. And if they don't want it, then you can't have it. You have to be the parent. If your children are doing five hours a week, 
slowly back that up to what the American Academy of Pediatrics says no more than two hours. If they're doing something that you don't find to be friendly, like our big rule in our house is no phones at the dinner table. That means mom and dad, as much as the kids, put them on a table. And if you hear a ding, you may not get it. It's being intentional. You setting the example first and foremost for what you want emulated with your children. Exactly. Set it up, make the rules, and parents, like she says, you have the power to parent. This popped right. into my mind when you said this, so I'm going to say it loud. Stop being the victim. Parents, parent, you're not a victim to this. If things have happened in the past, you still are the parent and will be. Tell one of both, whomever passes first. I mean, you are still the parent. So parent, and you can still do this with love. Don't be the victim of all of the things happened to us. The situation, the circumstances was out of our control. So I just lost and then put out the story of the shame and blame game. No, accept it, own it. I know these are, these are harsh words. Accept it, own it change it, do it. You're the parent and you can, absolutely can. And, you know, I, I speak from experience and we won't go down that road, but it's true. Am I the best at it? No. After I'm nice, strong and tough in front, you know, there's some, there's some cry time where no one sees and that's fine. But I set the rule, I set the boundary and that's what's important. So Christina, what is it? What's something that you would like to share with everybody tonight that you might not have shared? Remember, this is all found in her <laughs> thriving in the digital world book, as well as in her classes. If somebody wanted to join your class, how would they do that? So the class, it's something that I'd like to be able to figure out how to do it um, virtually, because when the pandemic hit, we could not. So it's, I would recommend that you read the book and then I'm hoping, like I said, to do a curriculum for the kids, but you can reach out to me and we can see if we can connect. And if someone has a way that I could do it virtually, would love to do it. But what I would say, what I would want to add to what you shared is to, new, to do nothing is not an option. If you want to regain the heart of your family please hear my heart. This is not a message of condemnation, not of shame, because you didn't know. So many people are living broken and so many parents come into my class saying, this one has this much time. This one, my kid is saying, everybody has that. But you have the blessing of being the parent of that child. And I read an article recently and it was two different ones recently. One was a psychologist is making her children, five children, wait until they're 18 to get a device. I didn't say eight. I said 18 because she sees the heartbreak that comes into her office. Now, many of you listening right, right now may say, I've already missed that. Okay. And you can backpedal. I don't know about you, but there are many times I've had to say to my children, I'm sorry. I didn't know. I didn't do it right. Forgive me and let's come together 
to figure out what's best for our family. And there's a, a new movement called Wait to Eighth or wait till eighth, you can Google it, W-A-I-T-T-I-L-L, eighth. And it's saying wait till eighth grade to give your child a device. So if you can be the parent that waits to 18, that's fantastic. If you want to get in a movement, you put in your school district or your zip code and school districts are being a part of this. Because I'll tell you, a large school district in Michigan a couple of years ago took phones back out of the classroom. And there was a young girl who was interviewed. And she said in the interview, I'm so glad phones are out of the classroom, out of the school. I was spending an hour and a half every day to get ready just in case someone snapped that picture. So if parents don't think their children are on a device in school, you're sadly mistaken. I was a substitute. Kids had them all day long and they listen to music. They have AirPods in. It, it's something that teachers are having to fight their kids, the attention and having to fight a device because when they hear a notification, they look at their device and then they've lost the kid for an average of 20 minutes, they say. That we have huge. to take the reins back. Yes. As a teacher, my classroom, we have the rule. Everyone comes in. They put their phones in the cubby. They are allowed to check them at lunchtime. Like any of us, we're trying to teach work skills, right? So at work, usually you can check your phone at that time. It's your lunchtime. It's your free time. You have 30 minutes. So they can have their phones out at lunchtime. We're all the same area together. I'm watching on phones. I'm watching how people are doing whatever. And we, they know the rules. There's no social media during lunchtime, but they can check parents have texted them they can watch something on youtube whatever they have there 30 minutes up they know all phones go back all get locked up until the end of the day i need their attention right. and they're there to learn and the parents have appreciated those rules because they don't have the worry while at school because i see everyone that's how i know people are in my class i'm like oh Phone's not in the cubby. Someone's out today. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so you know all of that. But thank you so much, Christina. And I know that there's so much more that can be shared. And I know that there are a lot of people here who heard you tonight that says, oh, honey, I can get you on. I can get you online. This class can go. And so <laughs> we'll have to discuss things afterwards. But thank you so much for showing up here and being here live with us tonight. Thank you for those that have been commenting and learning things. Thanks for the thumbs up, hearts, and likes. Remember, you can go to YouTube. Please like and subscribe to this Beacon of Light podcast. And please grab the book, Thriving in a Digital World. You can get it on Amazon. Where else can we get this book? Uh, my website, you can go there and there's an option to get it there. Awesome, uh, awesome. Barnes & Noble, it's, um, Westbo is my publisher. So it's... Uh, I think walmart.com. So it's in a variety of spots. All right. So you have no excuses. There's a variety of places. And if you want to make this change in 2022, the, the year for you, let's do it. All together, families, let's march forward. Let's take the reins back. Let's start where we are and go forward. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for getting this message out. It is a message of hope. It is. It is. Absolutely. Thank you, everybody. And we will see you next week. Bye, everybody.